Stop it. Oops. I messed up. All right. So <laughs> I hit the wrong button. So I guess we're live already. So here we are. This is Robin, episode number 209. I, I hate the 209. 209 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly. So I wear my boss hat today because my guest is a member of the Beach Boss tribe. And so I figured I'd give her a little shout out by wearing the boss cap. So she has been on the show already. So we're going to limit the the intro and all that stuff but i am still gonna do a quick a quick moment of the day and teachable moment of the day and it's, it's something that actually happened in my gym today that i, that I just want to bring a little bit bit of light to and because you know you see a lot of stuff on the news and you know like what's comfortable what's not comfortable or what what hurts people's feelings what doesn't hurt people's feelings and just someone made, made a passing comment today that in his mind, it was super innocent, but he's he's lucky I'm one that's not super sensitive to that stuff, but I just brought it to his attention. I'm like, you got to be careful of the things that you say because you never know how it will affect other people. So just as positivity can really change someone's life, comments like that, you can really damage someone in, in saying the wrong thing. So when you're watching the news and you see like things, what's going on with Whoopi Goldberg or the Miami Dolphins coach, you know, these are all like kind of hot, hot button topics. And you just have to be mindful because something that you may not have experienced, that doesn't mean someone else didn't experience it. And yes, you're entitled to your opinion, but you just have to remember just how people say you, you have freedom of choice, but with choice comes consequence. So it's the same thing with your opinion. You're, you're definitely free to share your opinion, but just keep in mind it can affect other people. And I'm, I'm not going to make it the whole hour wearing this hat because I'm already starting to sweat. So the hat's got to go. All right. So that was the teachable moment of the day. Just be mindful of the things you say and who's around when you say them. All right. So I'm going to bring on Adrian Lindine. So she was on the show a little while ago. Rock the house. And uh, we have her back. So, Adrian, welcome. Hey, thanks, Robert. Thanks for having me back. My <laughs> pleasure. So give give us a quick, quick background. Um What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a quick uh, reintroduction. There we go. Okay. <laughs> well, yep. Yeah, I'm Adrienne Lindine. And uh, if we want to recap quickly, um, you know, I was a former, uh, you know, athlete, played in college, uh, ended up making my way as a as a high school PE high teacher. School. Uh, turned coach and then... Uh, went into administration, became an assistant principal and chose to redirect my life, took a leap of faith in the entrepreneurial world and um, through some struggles. But, um, you know, staying, you know, staying the course, I created and built a six figure business. And that led to, uh, you know, the beach bosses and building a multiple seven figure business. And that's where we are today. Nice. Um, so, that it was a quick recap. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you left out something rather huge that you overcame on that journey. So let's give give us a quick overview there as well. Okay, uh, yeah. So I um, before going into what it, I was going to do for my career and uh, my teaching path, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, given a fifty five percent chance of beating that. And uh, that was after, you know, coming off of a highly successful college season of winning a national championship. So it was like, 
woo, you're like the best high of your life celebrating. And then life just, you know, smacks you upside the head and uh, says, here you go. Um, and so that, that, that uh, experience, um, I fully believe, put me on the path of education uh, where I wanted to, you know, make an impact. And that impact, uh, I guess, servant leader or servant, servant um, you know, heart that I had of wanting to help others through my experience of cancer, you know, wanting to give back and pay back. I wanted to make an impact on, on people. And um, so when I chose the career path of entrepreneurship, I still was leading with that heart of, of how can I help, uh, you know, change people's lives, whether it's, you know, with them themselves, whether it's uh, put them on another path to create an income outside of what they're doing, retire themselves from, you know, their nine to five if they want, work from home, all those things. I wanted to make an impact in people's health. Um, and through becoming, you know, through having a successful path myself with that, I had this burning desire to share this journey with uh, so many, with, with everybody. And so I wrote a book. <laughs> I wrote a book and, um, you know, I poured everything in there. I shared all the good, the bad, the ugly, because I truly believe that's what people need to know and see um, that, you know, your your path to where you want to be, uh, you want to be successful at whatever it is that you're doing. You're no different than than myself or other people that make it, um, you know, it's it's are you willing to stick it out and kind of go through, you know, the 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 ugly go through the 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 tough uh, to get to where you want to be. And I wanted to show people that um, I'm a real person. There's a lot of things that happened that came up, but I stayed the path and I kept moving forward. And that's, you know, the only thing I can say is how I ended up on the other side of freeing myself freeing my family, um, really so that we can have a lifestyle of choice. Um, and a lot of people say freedom, uh, you know, financial freedom and, and, and all these, but it really gives you a lifestyle of choice. Um, you know, choosing whether or not you want to be tied down to a job, right? Like choosing really what you want to do in your life that you're passionate about that gives you life. Uh, so that you could, you know, breathe that into others, your family, being present for your kids, being able to travel when you want because you're not tied down to a to a job, to a boss. Um, and so it's been really exciting. And uh, my book, do you want me to share share about it or you want to well, wait? Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll there. get there. Yeah, okay. we'll get there. So like with everything you just said, you know, you said life smacks you upside the head. <laughs> you know, yeah. so- so for, for a lot of people, when life smacks them upside the head, they feel like, and again, I can't speak for everyone, but just like what I've heard in my travels is people think that what you described, that life can't be for them because they just can't seem to get there. You know, so like you had mentioned about the difference between making it and not making it. When people ask me that, I mean, I'm far from made it. I'm on my way. But I, but I just say the ones who make it are the ones who stop quitting. Yep. You know, so, so like, just yeah. give, give me some of your insights well, and, on you that. Know, I, I, you know, when I say you made it, that can be, that can be in a, put into different ways. You know, yeah. it could be, it doesn't have to necessarily mean you're 
you know, you have all of this money in your bank account, making yeah. it can be you finally have hit what it is you had vision for yourself, you know, that first part, because we all want to hit those first goals. And then from there, it's like you're still you're still moving up. Yes. So um, I wanted to kind of put that out there. So so it's not like because you have you are here with this awesome podcast and you are inspiring and changing lives. So to me, you're making it, Robert. Um, and so I just wanted to, to specify on that. Um, and so when it comes to how I said about life smacking you outside the head, some people can take that as a sign that, that maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this is a sign that like, I shouldn't be on this path, you know? And, and I like to look at this and as, you know, a sign that, there's going to be obstacles in your way. Are you willing to go through this to continue on that path? Because, you know, I think that a lot of life doesn't happen to you. Okay. It happens for you, Yes. you know? And so whether it's, man, you, you thought you were finally caught up in your, you know, your bills and you had a little bit of cushion. And then now all of a sudden, you know, you're taking your kids to school and the car went out and now you have to, you know, replace an alternator. And it's like, boom, like you just feel like you're getting beat up left and right. And, you know, but it's it's to test you. It's to test to see, do you have what it takes to make it and come out the other side? And so, um, you know, I use those as a here we go, right? Like there must be something big on the other side that I cannot stop. Otherwise, you know, God wouldn't be putting this in front of me. And so um, I feel like even though you start to have great results on your journey in your business, whatever that looks like, you're still going to have these these hurdles, right? You're going to still have moments yeah. where, where fires just drop in front of you in your lap. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's like you didn't see it coming, right? Because you're constantly going to be test uh, as you navigate and maneuver through your climb. See, and when you when you get to where you can have a stream of income online, you can address those fires when it happens. Like, if, I remember year, years ago when I was still managing restaurants, I was supposed to go in the work third shift, and my water heater died at like 9 p.m. It's like these things never happen at like 8 a.m. It's always, it's always like at night, most everything is closed, and it was just such a nightmare. And there's also I had to miss that, that shift. I missed that shift to pay and so on and so forth. And... A lot of people that I talked to that have dabbled into network marketing, but they didn't really see it through, like kind of how you were saying about, you know, what are you willing to go through? And I'll use a fitness analogy really quick. So sometimes I set up challenge circuits in the gym, you know, and it's designed to really test more so your mental spirit versus your physical spirit. You know, it's like, now nah, obviously I'm not trying to injure anyone, but it's like, I want to see how far you're willing to go. And so they'll get like two thirds of the way through. Maybe they'll stop. They'll be huffing and puffing. I'm like, why are you stopping now? Like it hurts. I said, good, finish. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to hurt for nothing, right? You may as well hurt and finish. So like, as you're going through this journey and you got yourself to a point where, all right, I can make phone calls. I can try to recruit reps. I can try to sell products and it's not working. And then you stop. It's like, if you stop, it's not going to work. Like you have to keep going through that fire. You know, yeah. you have to. Yeah. And you know what? You just brought up something, a memory of a coach that uh, a in the burn. Yes. And that's when you're training yourself mentally. And so I really think that like 
athletes make great entrepreneurs, you yeah. know, whatever it is that you get into, you know, whether it is network marketing or whatever you choose, um, because of those things, right. Um, that, that those tests are ready, I guess, kind of that you will with that mental toughness, but you're absolutely right. You know, especially if you're building online and using social media, um, so many people are afraid to put themselves out there in the first, in the first, you know, that's the first thing. And so getting past judgment of what other people think of you was something that took me a while. You know, I'm naturally outgoing. I make friends, you know, I make friends easily and I love people. I love to be around people. But even I, and I was someone that was, you know, I had been in commercials and stuff, right? Even I was hesitant to put myself out there and put out my true self because I was so worried about what other people thought of me. And that alone held me back for, for, for years from truly going for it all in my business, you know? So there's so many people that, you know, whether it's, like you said, worried about a hater online, right? Mm. Worried about like, man, I, I put this post and no one, there were, I got crickets or, you know, I went and I actually did a live and then someone, I had a hater, you know? <laughs> so, the, but the fact that you are stepping up and putting yourself out there separates you from everybody else that's sitting back and judging you. And one thing I like to think about is, you know, really within my faith is, there's only one judgment at the end of the day that I am worried about now, you know, after going through my cancer, after going through just a lot of things that, that have happened um, over these last few years. And that is that is the judgment when I meet my maker. And if I'm going to stand there and say, like, you gave me life, you gave me all these gifts, but I was too afraid of what other people thought to fully yes. live into what you poured into me. I don't want to have that. I don't want to have that conversation. I want to say I lived you. You created me for a purpose. I lived through that purpose through you. And your judgment is the only one that matters. So, yes, love that. All right. So before we dive into the motivation for writing your books, I want to share something really quick to help add on to what you just said. So I, I remember one of my one of my fitness clients, I put the bug in her ear about becoming a coach. And, and at first she's like, do you think, do you think I can do it? And I was like, Hey, but I think you can do it. I wouldn't ask you. <laughs> you know, I so, said, so, but the bigger question is, do you think you can do it? And so, so now she kind of got thrust into it because I was a, a basketball coach as well. So I was at the rec center. We had a game and the game ended up going into overtime. And so I had texted her. I was like, start the warm up in the class. Like you've been with me for two years now. Like, you know, enough of what to do. And um, I said, and I'll get there as soon as this game ends. And then we, we ended up going into double overtime. And so it's like, we, wow. it's like we, we ended up winning. But fortunately, where I coached was really close to where, to where the gym was at the time. And so I, I walk in the door and she comes running over to me like, oh, thank God you're here. She's like, But she was just so flustered and so panicked. But everyone, I think it was like 20, 20 some odd people in the class. All of them were like, she did an amazing job. You know, so it's like yeah. the pur the purpose of that is actually I'm working on on a video that I'm going to put out over something I heard yesterday about making fake problems. 
And like as, as I was listening to, to this story, I was like, oh my God, I have many examples of that from me, my, myself, and just other people that I've coached. It's like, so she made up in her mind that they weren't going to listen to her. They were going to laugh at her. You know, they weren't going to take her seriously because she's not exactly how I am. And she had put let all this nonsense get in her mind. But every single client was like, she did a really good job. Yep. You know, and, like and you would I, never have known. You never would exactly, have known. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so me actually running late did wonders for her because like once we spoke about it afterwards, then she fully embraced be, becoming a coach and she went and got certified and everything. And uh, she coached with me for like four years, I want to say. That's awesome. You know, but like she already had all the talent, but she didn't think she did. And you, and it was that opportunity that gave her this huge growth moment Yes. Of her then being put in that situation, having to step up, she faced the fear. She did it anyway, and she realized right when she came out the other side, mm-hmm. that wasn't that bad. And exactly, I, and I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so true. All right, yes. so so you survived the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma scare, you know. So you you had your first go go round, and you kind of. You kind of fell off a little after the first go round, if I remember correctly from from our last talk. Uh, the first go round of of network marketing, like oh. did, did, didn't you build a team then kind of lose a team? Yeah, so okay. yeah, I did. I well, it was it was the strategies just didn't work for me. Um, yeah. you know the home parties and the calling everybody. Yeah, and I was able to convince and beg a few people and built you know a. a team um you know but i i couldn't quit on it first of all i could not i could not allow the people that told me i couldn't do this to win okay let's just be honest yeah because when you tell me i can't do something when like me i am i am very competitive with myself and i will prove you wrong i will do it and i no matter what it takes like (laughs) (laughs) i will run myself into the ground um and that's my competitive nature and you know that was me growing up with boys like well you can't let girls cry like well you know, just show me. No, I'm not crying. You know, like, <laughs> like I had to be tough. Like I had to know that. Like, okay, I'll prove you wrong that I could play with y'all and not be a sissy, right? Um, but yeah, so I got into uh I started building network marketing. I said, This is the vehicle, this is it, this is gonna get me to retire from um, you know, from this because not because I didn't love education and 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 all that. I felt that uh, I felt like my purpose had kind of fizzled out, you know, and um, I really felt like I had maxed out where I could be, you know, in that in that capacity, in that career. And that basically I was waking up and going through the motions every day. My passion just wasn't in it. But I still knew I wanted to teach or coach or, uh, you know, I still want to make that impact. Just what what did that look like? So. Um, I quickly, you know, joined arms with leaders and, you know, it was just, if you want what they have, you've got to, how, well, how are they doing their calls? How are, you know, what is, what is their system? Train me. I was very hungry to learn and to get good and get better. So I could build this and, you know, shut my husband up and, (laughs) you know, just, you know, all the things. And so, um, 
I finally got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore of, of what I was doing. And the leaders that I was going to just kept sitting me down and saying the same old thing, you know, just make a list, go reach back out. Where's your chicken list? And I'm, I'm sitting here going, that's really what you're doing. And I didn't realize it, but they could do those things because they had a following. They had a network of people, you know, so they could make a phone call and people are like, yeah, you're the top of the company. I'll come join you. And it works. Mm. But the people that don't have a network or they have no influence over that network. I mean, when I first got in, I was in skincare. I started in a skincare company. I'm this athlete, this kind of tomboy. I was a PE teacher, like, you know, becoming an assistant principal. People are going to look at me and be like, skincare from you, right? So mm. I had no influence over my network, you know? So I, it wasn't me. It was the, it was the method and, you know, the way that the strategy was. Um, so I found it online. I found an online community. I went to an event where I got to meet people that I had been following online. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're, you're the same person almost. I feel like I know you, <laughs> right? Just all of these things. It was great. I felt like a leader when I was there um, because I knew I could do it. I just knew I needed to lock arms and learn the right way. So I ended up taking my business online um, and in 11 months uh, built a six figure uh, personal business with my personal brand um, and was able to start getting ourselves out of all the debt. Uh, you know, we had sold our home and, you know, we had had our car repoed. I mean, you know, really just, <laughs> I mean, not even scraping by, but wow. I was, I was delivering groceries to just have get daily paid, you know, be able to get paid every single day to, to put food on the table. But we slowly month after month started pulling ourselves out. Um, and the people inside that community and I, um, there were there were four others, became really good friends. We ended up joining each other in the same network marketing company. And um, we decided we want to help people. We had a lot of people that said, well, we want to learn your strategies and what you're doing, um, but we love our, our company. And so we decided we wanted to be able to, like we said, make a bigger impact and teach people, not just in our company, but we wanted to, you know, uh, teach others, right? Because we we teach influence marketing and it's a, it's a highly effective strategy, but it gets you loving your business again, because uh, you're not chasing people, right? So you have fun again. It's exciting. Um, and and so we built Beach Boss Influencers and um, ended up growing a multiple seven-figure business. We're now going on our, we just had our second year anniversary. So nice. we are, uh, yeah, one of the top coaching companies right now. Um, and we have served and helped so many others. And that is truly what, uh, you know, what drives us. And, and, and we look forward to waking up every day. So love uh, it. But yeah. Nice. So you you overcome all of that. You built up your business. So when did the when did the first thoughts come of you writing a book? Okay, yeah. So actually when I survived my cancer and I was uh speaking to some youth teams and you know, uh talking to people at my university and at my church, 
people are just like, you need to write a book just on, you know, your experience alone. And I felt like, man, I could, I could help so many people because uh, when, when this kind of life slaps you in the face, <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of things that come with that. And, you know, it's, it can be depressing. It could, it can be, you know, sad. It can cause you to withdraw from your life. And I truly believe it's your attitude uh, that makes you or breaks you when you're going through chemo and you're really, truly fighting for your life. Um, not just scientifically what stress and being upset and all that does to your immune system, but yeah. Just really for your your own, um, you know, mental health. Um, and so I chose the path of of laughing. You know, my dad retired to take care of me every single day. Sat with me. We laughed. Um, you know, I chose the you know glasses half full. And even when I couldn't even get out of bed, I found something to be grateful for because of what I'd seen. Right? What others? How bad others still had it? Even though I was going through it. So I wanted to share that and I wanted to, so people didn't feel like it was a death sentence and it gave them this fight to fight and endure. Um, even if it was an, a year worth and you don't think you can go anymore, you know, just whatever that could be, but it wasn't the right timing. I didn't know who, like, who's going to listen to this, you know, athlete that just survived cancer going into grad school, you know, write a book. Mm -hmm. So I put it on the shelf and I, I feel, I feel, I felt that after we built, built beach boss and we had really crushed some goals and uh, we had our very first live in, in-person workshop last uh, August in Orlando and just the feedback and response and the the shifts that were made and that I, I got to help, you know, those people uh, empower them in their business and now equip them to get those results they never thought they'd get. I, I was like, I need to share this with people because I shared some of my stories there privately and people were like, I had no idea. You, you look like someone that nothing bad would ever happen in your life. And I felt that, you know, I, it was time. It was time to put it out there. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, how I said before that as you're ascending and you're making your climb, you, those challenges are going to pop up and, and things are going to happen in your life that are going to knock you off and you're going to question your path. And once I picked up writing that book until that book was done, my life was a disaster. And, uh, and I'm going to tell, and I'm going to say, um, you know, I had, I had a friendship that had to come to an end, a, a really close one of three years, um, uh, right in the middle of, of, of writing that we lost three grandparents, two died on the wow. same day. Um, and, and then, uh, three days before that, my husband's cousin who was going to be 45 passed, um, you know, we we, gosh, I mean, my husband lost his job. Um, you know, I mean, there was just so many things within, you know, a few months time span, my business partner's husband got, you know, COVID pneumonia and was in the hospital for days, was on a ventilator for 14 days. I mean, it was wow. like, it was just one thing after the other. And I questioned whether I should finish even writing this. Um, but I knew, and thankfully I have some great 
friends and people in my circle who can kick me in the butt and say, no, 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 there's Satan right there. And this book means that it's going to make an impact. And that means you need to get it out there even more. So I knew that as hard as it was, because it is hard to get to relive certain stories in my book and to get yourself there emotionally and to where even you're crying when you're dealing with emotional stuff happening, you know, in your, in your private life. So it really was an internal struggle. And, um, but I knew I had to get through it and get these words out there um, for, for people to read. <laughs> Love it. See, the, the, the key sentence out of all, all of that, what you said, I knew I had to get through it. Yep. And my pen's dying. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that derails, that derails a lot of people. Like when, when life happens, go, going back to what, what you said earlier, you know, get to the fire as quickly as possible because every little thing, I don't want to say little, but everything that happens to you or that someone has to push through it adds more power to, to your story. So, yeah, it's not good that you lost people. It's not good that your husband lo- lost his job. But just at, once you come out on the other side of that, there's power there. And going back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, who's going to listen to you being an athlete, being this, being that. And, and, again, that goes back to us creating false problems. Because I did the same thing when I started mm-hmm. this podcast. Like, you got Joe Rogan. I mean, I know he's on the fire now. I was like, you got Joe Rogan and you got all these celebrities, these professional athletes and these news personalities that all have their podcasts. Like, who is going to listen to me from right. small, small town Rhode Island boy? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and here we are 32 countries later and thousands of listeners. It's like, you know, you just got to get it out there. And then people just gravitate, you know, going back to my trainer who had all those doubts and she got up there and it's like people responded to you. People responded positively to you. Yeah. It's like, you know, they oh, want yeah. that. I, I was like, you know, who's even like, who's going to read it? And will what I can, will what I had wanted to put on paper, will it, it be conveyed the way that I wanted it to, right? Mm. Like, and so, I mean, I launched it and I hit bestseller in a day and I hit number one in seven countries. Blows my mind. That's awesome. Um, because as I was going through it, I had to remind myself, my whole goal in this isn't to be, you know, number one in all these things. My goal was to write a book. That's goal number one. So the fact that I finished writing it, I told myself, you're already a winner. You're already a winner no matter what happens after this point. Yeah. And the second thing was that I just wanted to make, I just want to impact one life. And if I could just impact one life, then my mission is accomplished. So, so since then, I mean, I've, I've, get flooded with messages of people telling me they've read it, they've reread it. This is what they took from it. And I'm just blown away that my words did that. And and so yes. everything else after is just icing on the cake. Um, and so I, I'm just, I'm so grateful. <laughs> so see, grateful. see, and that's the beauty of it too. I mean, obviously having financial freedom is absolutely amazing, but when you get those messages, those inbox, those like someone sent me a postcard saying, you know, thank you for all the lives you are changing. And it's like just to 
like you took the time to buy that card. You took the time to write it down, put it, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it and mail it to me. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like that's how strongly you felt about something I said in a five minute video I posted on confidence. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like you just be surprised what people need to hear and the, like the, they need to hear it like only you can tell it. So it's like, I mean, I know many people who have survived cancer, but each one of them have a different angle to their story. Yeah. And, and that's the beautiful part. Like going back to my teachable moment about people saying, you know, speaking before they think. Because I heard someone say something, something like, ah, people, people survive cancer every, every, every day. What's it? It's like, like, yeah, said from someone who's never felt the effects of it. Right. You know, it's like, I've never felt the effects of it, but I've felt other things, you know? So, so it's like, I know when my kneecap split, <laughs> it's like, right. I, I felt that whole healing process. So if someone's like, oh yeah, that happens to people every single day. Like, yeah, but you didn't feel what that did to me for right. a year, for a year and a half of my life. Right. <laughs> like, right. you know, so like, they didn't feel what you went through as you were going through chemo and dealing with everything else that you had to deal with. And then when you put all those emotions into a book, into a blog, into a podcast or on stage, whatever, then people get to really feel your story. So that's what I was saying. Everything else that you went through along that journey, that just enhances the story. So I'm going to have to buy it now. I want to read it. So, so what, what would you say is, is the biggest takeaway, like without giving it away? The biggest takeaway of the book? Yes. Oh, there's too many. So I'll just say this. I, so the book is called Guts, Grit and Glory. And that is how I actually broken down the book into three parts of, you know, of my journey. And I fully believe that uh, each, each, you know, time of my life played upon one of the other, navigating me through and helped equip me with the tools to get through um, all the, all the stuff, all the, all the negativity that comes with. You almost you know, cussed. Get- you almost cussed. <laughs> I did. I <laughs> but um, yes. Yeah, so I, I've met. It's, 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 it's a like a road map. But um, you know, because going back, I played for some pretty tough coaches. Um, my coach that I played for in high school for four years, my club coach, and that was you know I was playing for him for eight months out of the year, uh, for four years straight. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been able to get through the next level of, uh, you know, overcoming. I broke my back in, in college. I broke it six games before the national championship game. I it was able to somewhat stay involved so they didn't have to pull me. So I was a starter. But to get through and overcome that, I mean, I had worked my butt off my whole life to get to college and a national championship. You were not going to put me on the sidelines. Exactly. But then it was that you know, journey, getting me through my chemo, being mentally tough. Like, so I felt like these were preparing me. Some situations are going to prepare you for your next one. And then you're going to be able to handle it. And pretty soon you're able to kind of, you know, take them as they come, like, give it to me. I got this right. So, um, 
it's, you know, I would say guts because you got to be bold. You got to be willing to put yourself out there when you're chasing something that you want to chase. Um, and it's going to take grit to get through a lot of things that are going to happen during that journey and during your path. But it's going to it's going to take the guts and the grit and all that so that you can get to the glory and then live in that glory. So um, that's kind of how I mapped it out. <laughs> in the book. It. See, and circling it back to what to what we said, like you have to go through it to get to it. Yep. You know, and and sometimes in that going through it, you have to risk. And I hate using the word failure, but so we'll say roadblocks. Kind of like if you take if you take football, because you see this in football all the time. Do they go for it or do they kick the field goal? You know, I would say it's a fine line between badass and dumbass. You know, it's a really, <laughs> it's a really fine line. Like at my age and doing, you know, the obstacle races and stuff that I do. I'll sit there, like, I'll be on the edge of something. I'm like, I think I can jump to that other one. And people are like, Rob, I'm like, I know. If I miss, I'm a dumbass. But if I make it, that's badass. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. like that. so, like, that's how my mind works. And when I see these things, so, like, when I'm talking to people about coaching or investing in themselves and stuff, they're like, well, what if I lose it all? I'm like, well, what if you don't? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like if you don't take any action, you're guaranteed nothing. Like that's right. a guarantee. But if you invest in yourself and you take action, who knows where this can lead? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you invest in yourself and then sit on your butt, yeah, you, you're going to lose it all. You know, it's like I, I don't understand why that's such a hard concept. Because of fear, you know, there's so much fear and it is those fears of what if it fails? What if it doesn't work? What if I gain it all back? Uh, you know, uh, of all that. And that's another thing too, is, you know, there's so much life to live and there's so much possibility. And if you want to sit on this side of fear and be comfortable, you know, and be put in your box and wake up every day, hating what you're doing, you know, which then spills out onto others, right? You're, you're short, it affects your mood, you know, your relationships. Can you find, sit in that fear, right? Yes. Then, then that's the bed you know, you made so you can lay in it and I'm not going to feel sorry for you because we all have a choice. But guess what? There's a, a lot of us are scared. Okay. I'm sure you were scared when you started your podcast. You know, I was scared to put myself out there and, you know, do the things that I did. But if I lived and sat in that fear, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today, living a completely different life, you know, than what I had before. Yes. Um, and that is the difference between the people that have what you want and where you're at right now. They were willing to be be afraid. Okay. But, but walk through it, right. Feel the fear and, and do it anyway. And you're going to come out the other side. And I promise you're not going to die. You're not going to die from going live on Facebook. You're not going to die from putting a post out there. Um, you know, you're not going to die because you went to the gym. Um, you might be sore. <laughs> okay. But guess what? You're taking one step and, you know, getting outside that comfort zone. There's a lot of great things that can happen to you when you get outside that comfort zone. So it's true. And it's about owning your truth. Yep. So, cause to, like we put blinders on because of what other people want us to be or what other people want us to become. And, you know, I, I got, I got, you know, stuck, stuck in that box too, several times. And once I realized I'm putting myself here, it's like, I can't say, oh, well, my ex, X, Y, Z, or my parents, X, Y, Z. The fact of the matter is, like, once you become an adult, it's on you. 
You know, it's like like with my 14 year old daughter. Yeah, I still control most as aspects of, of her life, you know, but <laughs> yeah. like but at some point she's gonna become an adult and she's gonna be like, listen, this is what I'm doing. And so we have to take that ownership because if, if you're in your mid twenties and you're still blaming stuff on outside circumstances, you, you're never going to get through that until you accept the reality that you yeah. have to do that. Cause I went through a pretty bad breakup with business partners and my business coach at, at the time beforehand warned me, he's like, Robert, don't do it. He's, he's <laughs> like, he's like, these things typically don't end well, you know? And so, cause like, I mean, they were they were two clients of mine, so it's like it's not, it's not like we were friends, yeah. So, but they were clients of mine. It, it went well at first. We we hit some really good peaks, and then you know then the wheels fell off, and it was ugly. And so as I'm going through, it's a year and a half of legal troubles, and so as I was going through it with them, you know things were things were tough, you know, because like they definitely didn't make my life easy because they had a lot more money than I did. <laughs> so when it came to getting lawyers and the court costs and everything else, they had a lot more leverage, but I've been poor. <laughs> so, so believe it or not, that actually helped me persevere through this. Cause it's like, they're trying to financially break me and I'm not going to let them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like I started driving Uber. I was like cashing in cans. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because like they, they put a block on the bank account, so I, I couldn't withdraw any money. And so you got anyway, resourceful. You got yeah, resourceful. Exactly. I got resourceful. I made it happen. And, but, but then once things started, well, once that part was over, now it's like I had to take control. It, it actually took my assistant one day because I was like, I can't, I can't believe they did this to me. It looks like they wrecked the business. I had to drain my savings and, you know, I maxed out all my credit cards. I was just in this pity party. And she's like, Rob, you're doing this to yourself. And at, and at first, I'm not going to lie. I cussed at her at first. I was like, F you. you know, that was all in my feelings, right? So I just <laughs> let it all out. I was like, F you. But then, you know, maybe an hour or two later, I was thinking, I'm like, she's right. I was like, I, I don't let people control me. You know, it's like I just totally handed them control over my emotions. Mm -hmm. And then once I made that realization, I was able to put everything back together, revitalize the gym, you know, start started the speaking and all that good stuff. But but it's like I I let them put me in a box. Mm -hmm. And then that's a big takeaway that I want people to get from this episode, from people that that will buy and read your book, is that we all go through something, but at some point we have to stand up and say enough is enough. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we were all created with a purpose. I know I wasn't meant to be put in a box and that's how yes. I felt when I was looking for that exit, right? Like what's okay. Entrepreneurship, right. Mm -hmm. You know, and we, we were created with so many talents and unique capabilities that we're doing humanity a disservice by staying put in that box. Yes. And I know a lot of people, maybe you're not, maybe you're probably sitting there like, well, I'm not Adrian. I'm not, I'm not an extrovert. You know, um, you, you don't need to be, you can be an introvert and, and do whatever it is that you want to do and pursue whatever it is, because you will learn that there are times where I just need to have a few extrovert qualities for this moment of time for just right now. And then I can kind of go back to what I'm doing. But if you're going to stay in that box and, you know, think what a coulda, shoulda, okay. You know, mm -hmm. it is going to be a long, sad, you know, journey for you 
um, because you're constantly going to be seeking of, of what is that, you know, external thing where I'm not being, being fulfilled, you know? And, and so it's like you said, how long do you want to sit in that box to where you're finally like, there's my line in the sand. <laughs> I'm done. And I am, I am, you know, people do that with their, you know, with their weight. Right. Like I know yeah. for me, uh, I lost after my daughter, I lost a hundred pounds. I had wow. on a ton of weight, Good but I, I finally like had to look at myself and like truly hit that rock bottom, so to speak, where I enough was enough. And I was going to do whatever it was so that I didn't have to feel this way. I wasn't disgusted with looking at myself. Like I really could be happy in my own skin. Right. And so, um, but yeah, it's not fun living in a box. No, <laughs> we are meant for more. We are meant for more. So I love it. So I want to get your thoughts on some. So I just had Brandy on the show a couple of weeks ago too. And Ooh. I, and I asked her, so a couple episodes before her, I had a guest on and we were talking about fitness and I had I told her about, you know, the one time I was overweight and I was like 228 pounds, I want to say. And for me, like I have a small frame. So like it was like all belly, all in my face. And so, it, you know, kind of stretched out. But for me, being an all-American athlete, I was like, how the hell did we get here? And yeah. so I was able to, to quickly get back to where I was. And she had mentioned, she's like, yeah, but you felt what it was like to be fit. He's like, no, she's like, if you're someone that has never been fit, you know, she's like, you had, you had something to run to. You I was, I was like, taste. I was like, you know what? I said, I, I never thought about it like that. Cause I feel like the same is with finances. You know, like if you're someone that struggled your entire life or you had to work two, three jobs to make ends meet and here hey, you are saying, I could be sitting on the beach making 10 grand a day, right? <laughs> it's, it's like they, they may not identify with that right out of the gate because all they know is the rat race. So what would you say to that person? I mean, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. There's people that don't know, can't imagine having, you know, uh, five figures a month in their bank account. I mean, there's people that, so it's hard to want that when you don't have that taste, right? Like you said, but I would just say this, you don't need to know what that's like in order to get to where you're trying to go and still be able to be successful at it. You know, you don't need to say, well, I, I've never been a size, you know, four, I'm a size 12 now. I've never been a size four. Okay, great. Be a size six, be a size, what, be a size, start there right? Yep. Work your way to it one yes. step at a time, yes. you know, celebrate those small wins. Because if you have these big goals, okay, and and you're constantly disappointed with yourself month after month after month, okay, it's because you need to reframe your thinking and you're so attached to that end result. It takes so many small wins to get to the big wins. So if you uh, celebrate your small wins, okay, evaluate your week. And be like, what's what's uh, three things that I did really well this week? What's two things I didn't? And what am I going to work on for next week? Okay, I'm celebrating maybe in our industry. I celebrated that I got 200 more followers. I had people actually engaging on my posts. I had people that showed up and watched my Facebook Live the entire time. And so those little baby things, okay, got to celebrate those 
and marry the process, divorce that result. Because if you're married to that result, you are going to fail. Okay. And failure is not a bad thing. Failure teaches you. It's a good thing to fail. Okay. How fast can you fail and get back up again? But when you fail, when you're married to that result and you fail, you're going to lay there and you're going to wallow. And most people aren't going to pick themselves back up. They might pick themselves back up and they might pick themselves back up and walk in the opposite direction. So set yourself up for success in the long run by celebrating those small wins in your business and focus on the process, be process driven. The result is a byproduct of your process. Yes. And you had mentioned earlier, you said that when you did your first go round, that that system didn't work for you. And so like, just to add on to what you just said too, is you got to figure out what you don't want, you know, cause like that's what I've started. That's where I've started shifting. You know, when people really can't see what they do want, it's all right. Well, what don't you want? It's like, what's going on in your life right now that you would love to just drop it off a cliff. So, you know, so, so like, is it, is it the working, the the two jobs? Is it the not seeing your kids enough or not seeing your spouse enough, not being able to vacation enough? You know, you know, it's like, it's like, what, what things, what things are dragging you down? It's like, all right, I don't want to work two jobs ever again. If I keep working two jobs, I'm going to have to keep working two jobs. (laughs) But maybe if I listen to this person talking about, about this marketing stuff, you know, can that get me to where I want to be or just figuring out what's the right vehicle and to be okay with if it doesn't look the way you drew it up. Yeah. There's a lot of things I've done that I'm like, how the hell did we get here? Because <laughs> I, I was thinking we were going to take I-95, but then we ended up going the back roads, and then the bridge was out, and then we had to detour around this way. And, but we still got here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's how it may look. It's not going to be a straight line. You know? And um, it also isn't going to happen overnight, y'all. I mean... Um, people want to say an, an overnight success. I like to say I'm a six year overnight success. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because there's no such thing and there's no magic button when you're in, in this, you know, industry, there's no magic button. Taking it online definitely helps. Um, you know, it changed everything in my business, but there's still no magic button. It's still going to take, you know, work, and consistency, you know, you can determine what that, what the time commitment looks like, whether you work part-time or full-time um, or not, maybe you're, you know, you're a stay-at-home mom and you have to maneuver this in between, you know, the naps, right? But um, if you're willing to put it to say, all right, I'm, I'm two feet in, I am all in and I'm going to show up and be consistent. I mean, think about in three to six years, uh, could you see yourself owning a multiple seven figure business, you know? And at the time people want to say, oh, I just don't know that I have that time. Okay. Well, you've been working 25 years at this other business and you're nowhere near close seven (laughs) figures. In fact, you're, and you're working, you know, you're working for someone else and working for someone else. And I mean, that's kind of a pyramid, but You're working for someone else and you still haven't built that. So, you know, what's it worth to you to, you know, so, um, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, Brandy and I had a good good talk about the whole pyramid scheme thing because that because that's the first thing you 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 hear when you mention network marketing. People like, oh, oh, is that one of those MLM scheme things? And yeah. I say the same thing. I said, think about think about Walmart. I was like, Walmart had the CEO. Then you got probably have vice presidents and CFO, CMO. Like just going right. Said all of those people make all of the money, and then they trickle yeah. down pe pennies to everyone else. Yeah. I said. I said, but yet we're okay with that. That's business. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but in network marketing, it's like you just sell direct to other people, and it's not like. So yeah, if I enroll under you, yeah, if I make sales, you you get paid. But if I really hustle, I can out I can out produce you. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's oh, like yeah. That's, yeah, that's what people don't realize. It's like you're your own entity. It's like the epitome of capitalism. It's like yeah. you're just just giving people training and a product and something to actually go and make yourself successful. But yes. but but that's the part where people go go wrong. They oh well, if I invest this money, like what do I get? It's like no. It's like you get what you work for. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like we're handing you a fully loaded program. Yeah. It's up to you to work the program. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're opening the door. Okay. Yeah. Now, now walk in, and there you yeah. go. It's all yours. <laughs> so true. Yeah. But again, go going back to the problems that we create, like the false problems, like they're not there. You know, he's like, oh, I tried that. It doesn't work. I'm like, it does like I hear that with fitness with like uh diet programs and meal plans. Like, oh, I tried Weight Watchers. It doesn't work. Weight Watchers has been around for like 80 years. It's like, how can you say it doesn't work? You know, like, if it didn't work, I'm sure it would have went under by now. Exactly. It's like it's just it's just that you couldn't stick with it. But just admit it. You know, it's, it's like just the sooner you're honest with yourself. That the sooner you're gonna find the right thing that you can stick to. Like I've I've sold so I've sold supplements. I did well with it, but I didn't really fully believe in it all the way. And and that's not that's nothing against it. It just wasn't for me. Right. You know. And then there, there was other things. I've, I've tried insurance. It wasn't for me. I tried real estate. It wasn't for me. I'm a guy. I need simplicity. You know, real real estate's too much paperwork and too much other. It's just too much other stuff. Like I, I need simple. Call me, give me a topic. I'll get on stage and I will wow your audience. Yeah, that that does it for me. Well, you <laughs> know, know, it goes back to like you create your own problems. You know, so yes. it's like it's like, um, okay, do I want to go into real estate? Okay, that's like you said. Well, then there's paperwork. Then there's all these things. So it's like yeah. I get to choose kind of what I want to bring into my plate. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because like, how, just think, just think about it. How many people that you know that are in a, a, a career that they can't stand? Oh yes, you know. <laughs> but they're okay I, with it. I know, I know. <laughs> that, and I, I, I. That's the one thing I can't wrap my mind around. I mean, I, I live in a. Um, I live in a golf course community and so I'll sit up on our quarry outdoors and there'll be ladies around and talking about, and there's just complaining and disgruntling. And, and, and I just sit there like, do you know that you can change that? Like at any time, like you have control, you know? And then it's like, okay, but we go into the, I want to stay safe. Um, you know, my, I'm going to be in my box. Okay. Yep. Oh, but then you have to learn something else and, oh, and then you have to do all that. And then, oh, and, oh, and, oh, and you know, all the scary mm. stuff, like this is so comfortable. <laughs> I know my job, I've been doing it, you know, and, 
Don't yeah. get me wrong. There's days where I want to quit and I'm like, man, it would just be so easy to show up to work. I knew what I was doing. First period, second period, you know, like I was a robot at work. Right. Yes. But, you know, but then really did that serve me? It didn't, you know, so. Yeah. And you, uh, fa- you found what works for you. Like I yeah. interviewed someone, I don't know, six months ago, maybe. And she's, she's like in the top 1% in the insurance industry. And she, she was, you know, what going through her backstory and t- talk about her days and she just lit, lit up about it. it worked for her. You know, it's like, it's like, I'm not knocking it at all. It just didn't work for me. I know there's right. plenty of people who are super, super successful in insurance. And, and I think they say real estate creates like the most millionaires of any industry out there. But again, it doesn't appeal to me. Right. So like, it's like what I want people to get for the takeaway is find what appeals to you. It's like, you got to be your authentic self. Like what at your core, like who are you at your core? You know, like I ask people at the beginning of, of the shows to describe yourself and I get their resume, you know? So I started switch, switching it to how would your best friend describe you? And then now I start getting their, their core traits. And said, so, so yeah. once you have your core traits ironed out, you got to find something to where those things can be utilized. So it's like with me, I love to talk always, podcast perfect, right? <laughs> Speaking perfect, you know, giving, giving seminars and uh, online courses, perfect. I get to speak. I get to be on camera. All the things that I enjoy doing, you know, so doing the back office stuff, I hate that crap. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that's the stuff you want to you wanna outsource. So just yeah. find, like, what's your, like one of my business coaches always said, what's your 1%? What's that one thing that that can utilize all of your genius and like pour into that and then the right people are going to come your way? Yes. Yes. So true. So Absolutely. true. <laughs> all right. So let's get back to the book. So 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 now what is this book going to do for someone? So you get someone out there, they get they you know, they they see it, they read the cover. Like, you know what? I want to get this. Like, what are they getting when they get that book? Um, You know, I believe it's going to give you the knowledge, the confidence to break through those limiting beliefs that stop you from your greatness, from fully living in to who you are and who you are meant to be so that you can be unstoppable in the pursuit of whatever you're chasing. Um, and then if you are someone that's actually in, you know, entrepreneur, you know, the entrepreneur world in network marketing, there is my strategy in there on building online, um, of the exact same thing. And that's towards the end of the book. But overall, if you're, you know, if you're running for something, you're chasing something, if you're in sports, if you're an athlete, if you're in an entrepreneur, sales, whatever, this book is going to be a great read for you because as you also follow along, I'm hoping that, you know, there's a, there is a uh, parallel, right? Where maybe necessarily, just like Robert said, you didn't overcome something big and massive in your life like cancer. And so you're like, maybe, well, my story just isn't big enough. I didn't survive cancer. I didn't, you know, win a national championship or I didn't go through, you know, all these things. You could probably find something in your life that you can relate to a scenario like that. And so knowing that people make that climb and become, you know, maybe hit that that goal, right, become successful and then continue to move on, there are still things that are going to come up. But you learn how to manage those 
buyers. You learn how to manage those problems. So you create this awareness and that is actually what's going to take you to propel you even further moving forward is when you are aware that this situation is happening, this is my mindset right now, this just fell into my lap. What am I going to do with it? How am I going to let that impact my daily business? How am I going to let that impact where I'm headed right now in my life? So I really think it's going to help equip uh, my readers and my audience uh, with that knowledge to have that awareness, whether it's with toxic friends around you, because I talk about that too. I talk about the people you surround yourself with and that it might be difficult, but you must, you have control to get rid of negativity in your life. You have control to not just say social media is bad because of all the bad things. Well, stop following those people that put out the negativity. (laughs) And you do need to get rid of those toxic friendships, relationships, um, because uh, that is going to play an impact on whether or not you're going to be able to do what it is that you want to do. I mean, if you're around people and you're trying to get healthy, think about it, you know, and you're, you're, you're making a commitment to yourself and you're starting this plan and you've got girlfriends want you to go hang out and they're convincing you to just come off your plan, have a cheat day, just do it. You know, not saying they're negative, like don't be friends with them, but you might not want to have those people in your environment during that 30 day period that you're really trying to be committed. And it's hard, right? It's hard, but you have to identify those, be okay with it. And maybe some relationships, you know, aren't meant to continue to have, but if you want to go on and ascend on that path, those are the things, you know, that uh, you're going to want to do. And I took those from my own journey and not only from mine, but also my mentors who um, I invested in, you know, and people say you, you want to have, you know, what someone else has, then you need to surround yourself with those type of things and do those type of things. Yes. And that's exactly what I did and committed to. And, and so um, but yeah, that's what they're going to get from that book. Love it. It's a great answer. <laughs> great answer. Yeah. And um, so last thing I'll say is, you know, along, along the lines of everything that you just said, you know, people just have to understand, like, what do I want? What am I willing to go through? And am I strong enough to see it through? You know, because like when because when how you how you tell yourself things is everything. So like even in the gym setting, we had we were doing a farmer's carry carry two heavy weights by your side, and I had you know two good sized kettlebells. I think they were two seventy pounders. And one of the women comes up. She's maybe a buck thirty five, so it's a little bit more than her body weight. But she just looks down at it and says, "Those are too heavy." And my response was, "You didn't even pick it up." <laughs> I was like, how do you know it's too heavy? Going back to those false problems. Like, if you try to pick it up and you can't budget or your form is so bad, I stop you so you don't hurt hurt yourself. I was like, then we can make an educated assessment. And so she picks it up and she starts walking with it. And she's like, it's heavy. I'm like, but you're doing it. You know, but you're doing it. And, and like, I try to I try to incorporate life lessons into the workouts. It's not like just do this because I'm Rob, the tough guy trainer. No, it's like just do this. So that way, when you're doing other stuff outside of here, you're going to realize it's all in your mind. You know, it's like you looked at it and defeated yourself. You know, so like you present someone with an eight module program that can help them write a book in 90 days. And then, you know, they'll get into module one, but they're already looking at module eight. 
It's like, it's like, don't look at, look at module one, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. do the first page, yeah. you know, then do the second page and just keep stringing it, stringing it along. Like I tell the women in the gym, don't worry about 30 pounds. We're going to work on losing one. Okay. Yeah. Once you lose that one, we're going to work on losing the next, losing the next. We string that together. You'll be down your 30 pounds. But if you get on the scale, you're down too, but you're only thinking about 30. And yeah. like you were saying earlier about celebrating everything, yeah. you're, not, you're not celebrating that win. And then that's how people end up self-sabotaging and then quitting. Yeah. And then they'll never get to that life that they want to get. So give us some final words and we'll break it down. Um, you know what? Final words are we are, are our own, uh, you know, we are in our own way. We are our biggest obstacle and hurdle. Yeah from whatever it is that we want to do in life. Um, you know, from even sitting down because you have a project to work on. So guess what? Well, I'm going to go do some laundry. I'm going to go do this because we know we have to do it. and We don't want to do it. Right. So it all comes down to you. Right. And the cool thing is, is we all have choices in life to to change where we're at. So ask yourself, you know, Am I truly happy and loving at all aspects right now? Am I loving what I'm doing for income? Am I loving maybe you're, you know, being that stay-at-home mom? Are you loving whatever, you know, what job you're in? Whatever it is that you're doing, are you loving it? Are you fully loving who you are? Does it bring out the best in you? Um, and or is it bring out the best for you, for your family? And if you're questioning those things, okay, start looking at what might make you happy, like Robert said. And again, you don't have to have it all figured out. Okay. And I think that's where a lot of people fail in the beginning to fail to even get started is thinking you have to have everything figured out. Um, me and my business besties, we like to say, we build that airplane while it's in the air. Yes. You know? <laughs> get an idea. We launch that idea. We figure it out as we go. If we waited to have it all figured out, we never would have built a seven multiple seven figure company, we wouldn't have been able to serve the thousands of entrepreneurs that we have. So be okay with that. You know, it, it it's kind of an unknown, take the leap, just decide that you're going to do something different. And then the next step is to explore what that looks like. It's not going to hurt anybody. We like to say you eat an elephant one bite at a time. So one foot in front of the other. <laughs> the first thing, though, it has to start with is you and making that choice. Love it. So last thing I'll say is I joined the mastermind. Just go, again, going based off of what you just said about, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out. I joined the mastermind. They had a Facebook ad. You know, they had a landing page. And they tell us about halfway through the mastermind, that was all they had at the time. <laughs> They just had the ad and the landing page. This, they said module one was still being created yeah. and they were already selling it. Yeah. You know, so, so by the time like we were halfway through, they didn't even have the last module completed yet. Yep. But we were in, we all paid, I don't know, a little over $2,000, I want to say, for, the, for this eight-week eight, eight mastermind. Yeah. But, but that just blew me away because they're, they're, they're like, we had the concept. They're like, we knew what each module was going to be. But, you know, we, we just knew what, what the end result was. So, like, while people are going through, like, it's eight weeks. Like, we don't have to have eight weeks done on day one. Right. And I was like, I, I love that mentality. It's so, so true. So they were just basically saying, because you, you know the old saying, you gotta, it takes money to make money, where it's true 
it's true to a point. But nowadays, with the power of the internet, yeah. it's like you can you can sell before or even think like uh, take a gym for instance. When brand new gyms open and they have that little trailer out front. And they're selling memberships before that gym ever opens. Yeah. You know, so you can actually take, like, make money before your product's even created. Yeah. And, th- and then you can take that money and enhance it as you go. So it's not like people have to, you just have to quit your job, go broke for six months and build your build your empire. It's like, you can build this slowly in increments. Yes, absolutely. You're so right. <laughs> Yes, yes. Like as you were saying that, because I, I know I said take the final word, but as you were saying that, that, that popped into my mind. So I just wanted to give the illustration that, you know, you don't have to drop ton, tons of money if you got, you know, some pop, pocket change for a Facebook ad and you can get a you can get a, just a WordPress lead page to start. Because I tell oh. people, I tell me you can always upgrade. You can always upgrade. It's like you don't want to give the whole shebang and have to downgrade. Right. <laughs> but you can yeah. always upgrade. And, you know, a good uh, comparison to that is look at look at Facebook where it started in a college dorm room oh, and yeah. look at where it is now. I mean, do you think that Zuckerberg, you know, in the beginning of launching it was going to have stories and reels and, you know, all the different True. functionality, all those things integrate over time and, and make it better, right? You make that user yep. experience better. But like you said, it wasn't all figured out. And so, um, you know, you totally hit hit the nail on the head. It's make the choice and be okay with one one day at a time, one step at a time, um, and build that dang thing while it's in the air. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love that. Well, Adrian, thank you again for for joining, and I'm sure I'll see you on a future panel. Yes, so I, I might. I, I might get all all the beach bosses on one one panel. You should do it. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's so much fun. Yeah, let me let me let me write that down. That's actually a good idea. Yes, because actually, uh, Carrie, you guys were all awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because Carrie, she wrote her book last year as well. Yeah. Um, Kat is gonna be you know launching hers here. Fran is awesome from the UK. So nice. we are just a fun. We're a fun bunch. So. Yeah, Kat and Fran, I haven't in- interviewed yet, but I did uh, uh, Brand- Brandy carrying you. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is awesome. So. It, it, it was great talking to all three of you, too. I- actually, you guys are going to be in Florida at the end of the month, right? We are, yes. We have yes. another in person workshop. Yeah, Brand- Brandy was telling me because like, I'm actually going to be in Jacksonville on the 24th. I have races 25th and the 26th, but I was like 24th. Like if I can shoot, shoot down there to say, hi, I'll do my best. And you know, that's one of our, our days where we have, uh, we're not going to be in workshop. So it'll be the day uh, before, but we'll already be there. So we, we yeah. could, you know, no, maybe say, meet. Say hi or you know? something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm going, I'm going with se- several of, of my clients. So it, it depends on what we have, what we have planned. So, but. Cool. If I could break away, it would be cool, cool to meet you all in person. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. So, well, all thanks right. so much for having me. I enjoyed again. Likewise, me <laughs> as well. Right, yep. Yeah, have a great day. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Adrian. Another fun conversation. So you can get, get her book, Guts, Grit, and Glory on Amazon. Am I frozen? I look frozen. I don't know. I'm going to keep talking, though, like I'm not. Okay, there we go. I'm back. Yeah, and so, again, you can get her book, Gut, Guts, Grit, and Glory on Amazon. And, uh, like I said, we're definitely going to be hearing from her and uh, the Beach Boss crew again. So, thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. 
We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Until next time. Shut up.